Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Hey, Jill, guess what? Sports are back. Yeah. And with sports back, so is my bookie. Uh, my bookie has up to the minute odds on all your favorite teams. Assuming, of course, your favorite teams are actually still playing with the NBA playoffs going on right now. They have up to the minute odds, and with my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. It's that simple. And if you join today, my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Jill, 100%. Plus, They'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL when signing up. Again, enter the promo code HOOPBALL, and MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. And it's time to get underway here with the latest edition of the Sacramento Kings podcast brought to you by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I'm Damian Barling along with Joe Edge. I still don't think people realize like you're a co-host of this show. You're not a guest on this show. You weren't like a guest analyst, a guest speaker. You weren't someone just, you know, to keep me entertained. Like this is your show here. I'm just here to tee up your pitches for you. That's it. I saw that. Thank you. I think my my dad even said something. <laughs> he yeah, like, he said, yeah, your dad did. He was like, hey, that was a great guess. I was like, no, Mr. Ash, no, I, I don't think you understand what's happening here. Jill is, is, is not a guest. Like, this is her podcast. I'm just, I'm just here uh, for fun. And we appreciate everybody who downloaded our first episode together. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. There's obviously, as there always seems to be, there's always a lot going on in the world of the Sacramento Kings. And rarely... Is it ever good? Let's start with this. We were having some, you know, conversations. And one thing I'm really big on, and, and, and I do this with Kenny on uh, D'Lo and Casey as well on ESPN 1320, which is on from 12 to 2. And you can download the radio.com app if you want to listen. Not that I'm giving a plug for the radio show or anything, but I am. I often say, hey, hold on. Let's wait to talk about this <laughs> while we're recording. One thing I did, did you see the TNT clip last night when the TNT crew sent uh, the Sacramento Kings fishing. They they did the they yes. did the gone fishing gimmick, and it showed Vlade in the rowboat, which was funny. But then Shaq throws in a "You're welcome" as it pertains yeah. to Joe Dumars, and I thought, "Oh no, you've got to be kidding me!" That's Shaq the Entertainer. There there can't be any there can't be any realness to that. That Shaq had any influence on on Vlade being out. I mean, one would think, but then again, with this team, you really do never know. <laughs> that's a true. Okay. Fair enough. In, in most cases, you'll look at it and go, oh, that's Shaq being Shaq. But it's the king, so you're like, oh. oh well, <laughs> I can imagine. Hey, Vivek, it's Shaq. Hey, Shaq. Hey, you got to let Vlade go. Okay. Or, hey, you got to put Joe Dumars in charge. Great idea, big fella. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, I think it. I think it was John that actually had a good one where he was like, "Oh, 
he keeps sending him home in the summer or something like that. Oh, and it was yeah. just like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Pain, painfully. <laughs> there were so many. <laughs> pain, painfully, painfully, painfully true. I maintain that. I, I mean, some people will say till the day they die that Vlade made the right play on that, that particular play that we're, we all know of, we just don't speak of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is like the second time this has happened. Two weeks ago, it wasn't even two weeks ago. It might have been a week ago. They, if you stuck around on NBA TNT long enough, they showed that clip. I can't remember why. It was probably in relation to Dame Lillard being clutch. And they showed that particular clip that we no longer speak of. And Shaq goes, yeah, Vlade soft ass should have just grabbed the ball, but he batted it back right to you know who and you know what happened and we all moved along. Yeah. But and the funny thing there though is people around here would be like, oh, probably not, but wouldn't be surprised. But I don't doubt that other people watching out there are like, yeah, that that's something that would happen with the Kings. Oh, like, for, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I, I asked you this before the show, but I didn't get your, are you drinking wine? No. Oh, okay. I, I just thought like, that's your thing. Like hoop, hoops and wine. Like I, oh, I thought no. that was. Well, once, uh, yeah, later in the day, I will be. Oh man, but, it's it's yeah. late enough. It's, this is my um like flavored water that I have while I'm working. So oh nice. But it's in the Yeti cup, keeping it keeping it cold. So <laughs> is that a personalized Yeti cup? See, I got I got a, I got a, I don't I don't know if you can see yeah, mine. I, 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 I we're acting like we can see each other. You yeah. can't so, see yeah. us. It's a nice pretty teal with palm trees and um yeah it's I had I had it in a hammock. I had it personalized. It's very nice. It's very Thank nice. Yeah. Um, so which portion of the bad news do you want to get to first? Because a lot has been written since the last time we talked about the current general manager position, and it is hitting us from everywhere. Sam yeah. has written about it. Shams has written about it. Sam and Shams has written about it. Jason Anderson's been writing about it. Jason Jones is writing about it. It's pretty much hitting us from everywhere, and I think the one thing that we can all agree on is there's absolutely no clarity about what direction the Sacramento Kings are going in other than they've hired a search firm. So, yay. 100%. And as we have seen and heard before that they have used this firm before and not always followed um, the guidance of the firm, which led to some of the um, training staff issues. But let's hope that they learn their lesson and I think it was in Jason's article in the B that mentioned just last year, the Pelicans used it mm -hmm. and they came out with Langdon great hire. So, um, you know, I mean, we've, or 49ers did it in 2017 and look where they are now. Um, so it looks like if people follow, you know, the, the recommendations that they come back with yeah. that we have seen success. So I would only hope, um that that they follow that route but there is some bad news but i'm <clears throat> in my optimism i'm hoping that it's maybe opened the door for some good news that some of the big names that um i had talked about that i didn't think they maybe didn't have a shot out but mm -hmm. a shot at but now i'm a little bit more hopeful that um there is possibly opportunity there um, if Dumars really is not the guy in staying, because I think with those big names that we talked about in 
like Adam Simon, Bobby Webster. Um, Mike Zarian. Mike Zarian, yes. Uh, that I don't think you would get those kind of guys if you had someone there telling them what to do. That's what they're dealing with now. And if they're coming to a new team and leaving a stable organization, they're going to want the final say and run it their way. So that's, that's kind of the, that's the part that I'm having the most difficulty with. I'm, I can't figure out where Joe Dumars fits in all of this, because if you come out and you say Joe Dumars is the president or vice president of basketball operations, he's in charge of basketball operations. It's like, all right, cool. Got it. But he's the interim vice president of basketball operations. And by most of what we're hearing, Joe Dumars wants to be the general manager. So the part where I am left terribly, terribly confused is how do you hire a person for a job that you want? How do you like manage that position with integrity? Because if Joe Dumars does remain on the staff and people have used the term, the Jerry West role, if he, you know, maintains uh, that uh, title as the, the permanent vice president of basketball operations, do you go the Jerry Jones route where you're hiring, like you're going to hire the general manager and you're going to give a recommendation, but you're going to give it to someone who you can manipulate. You want to be a part of the process. Like that was, that's most people believe that that's why Jerry Jones kept Jason Garrett in charge for so long, because he knew he could manipulate Jason Garrett to do what he wanted to do. If Joe Dumars wants the general manager position, how is, how, if you're Vivek Ronadive, how, if you're a business owner, do you put, someone in charge of a hire for a position that that someone in charge actually wants. I, I can't even saying it is confusing. I can't right. wrap my brain around it. Yeah. And why I never believe if that was the case, why I never believed that you would have anybody else come aboard that it would just be, Oh, Hey, guess what? I did it. And I think I'm the, I'm the best fit for it. So, you yeah. know, let's circle back around and see what happens. Um, I felt that was kind of more of a smoke screen than anything if they went that route. And my only hope is with, if, if he might've maybe spoke too soon um, in some of these things where we saw Mark Spears come out pretty quick, right when this all happened, uh, Amick and Shams had, you know, a couple articles and I'm wondering if, I don't know. I don't want to say painted him in a bad light, but maybe he got too far ahead of himself. But I also don't blame him based on how the firing or letting go of Lottie went, where yeah. what else is he supposed supposed to think? If you're saying you're going to give me control and he's running it, why wouldn't it be the same, you know, with if I brought in a Scott Perry or or somebody else that, you know, I have a relationship with and can manipulate how how I see fit. So I'm the only thing I'm hoping is that interested parties contacted them and flat out said, I'm interested, but I will not be interested if this is the structure of how it's going to go. And so I, I don't understand how you could have that quick of a turn if something like that didn't happen. And I think it was, I think it was Sammy and Shams. And again, so much stuff has come out in, in, I mean, really there were, there were multiple articles released today. Uh, you know, you kind of factor that in with, with, with yesterday, the one that Sam and, and, and Shams had today, I think that was the one where they said that the new general manager was going to report directly to Vivek Ranadive. And it's like, okay, so you've got a general manager in charge of the roster. 
solid. Got a general manager in charge of, you know, your, your basketball ops, so to speak. And then you've got an owner in charge of the general manager. Cool. What exactly is Joe Dumars' position in all of this? Right. Like, what exactly are you? Because if the GM reports to Vivek, you don't need a president of basketball ops, or I keep saying that. You don't need a vice president of basketball operations. You, you, you don't need any of that. You just need your owner and your general manager, and, and you go from there. Right. The, the only way he would, it would just be the cycle of what happened with Vladi is and if he stayed in that advisor role and three years down the road, he didn't, you know, Vivek didn't like the moves being made by this general manager, then it would be the cycle continuing of, you know, Joe moving in. Like, I, I just don't, yes, it doesn't make sense of, of what exactly they're trying to do. And that's part of the issue right now too, is the messaging. Like it's, and it sounds like almost internally, we're hearing different pieces that they don't even know what their messaging is. So because it's changing from day to day. You want to flash back to the good old days of the, the regular season pre pandemic uh, portion of the season the Kings dealt with, and you, you, you mentioned this earlier when you were talking about the search firm and, and the training staff, I've, I've never seen a fan base come to the defense of a training staff just as vehemently as the Sacramento Kings fan base did. Because there was one, how should I say it? There was, there was always one solid about mm -hmm. that place mm -hmm. and one continuing piece of that place. And that was always respected getting invited to all-star games that was just revered. And that was our training staff. Yeah. Like that was in the, you know, the 25 years plus that they were there or that Pete at least was the head of it. Like they were solid. There yeah. was never any question. But you and used, you used the term messaging a minute ago or a second ago. And I think back to, and I, and, and I could be wrong. I, you know, we mentioned Pete Youngman. Pete Youngman is just a, just a glorious follow on social media. He's, he's so honest about, you know, his perspective on things and not honest. Like he's not mean to anybody. Like he's just a, he's just the best guy to interact with. And I feel like it was him. So if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, Pete, please forgive me. And if anyone will know, you will know. But he was talking about how sometimes the messaging to the media is done to protect players. And sometimes when you come out and you talk about, Hey, you know, Rashawn Holmes has a torn labrum or, or, or hey, um, uh, was it a, a Bagley? I, I'm trying to keep track of Bagley's injuries this year. Was this year the foot? He had a, he had a, a hand and a foot. Like, okay, there's a, there's a problem with, you know, Marvin Bagley's foot. Like, we're, we're not sure if it's broken. We're, we're, we're monitoring it. But there's, you know, he could be out a while. It was like day to day and it wasn't that right. serious and all of a sudden we saw him in a boot and it was like, well, boot seems kind of serious. Like, the, And so the messaging wasn't there and that started to create the narrative that, well, there's nothing wrong with Marvin Bagley. Why isn't he playing? Oh, it's a sprain. Oh, it's a this or it's a that. We had never gotten the proper message. We didn't know Rashawn. Didn't Rashawn Holmes get hurt, come back? His shoulder. And yeah. And then, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like Rashawn Holmes has a torn labrum and it was like, wait a minute, did he tear it the first time or did he hurt it in practice? Like 
we don't know. And so we're left to kind of piece this together. And you could argue, well, it's none of our business or we don't need to know. But as media and as fans, when we cover this, like that's how narratives get placed at, well, Bagley soft or in Rashawn Holmes case, it's, well, what the hell is wrong with the training staff? Like if he has a torn labrum, why was he out there? And if his shoulder was so fragile that he was in danger of tearing it during a practice, how did y'all let him back out there? And so it's, you know, I say all of that. That is a very long-winded way to say messaging with this unit has not been strong over the last couple of years. And they're not, they're not doing any better now with the general manager search. Yes. And... Yeah, well, and we've seen it so many different times where, I mean, this is pretty normal, too, when we're getting messaging from media and and other places where, especially here, everything you're reading, you're reading truth to it, but you're also trying to find grain of salt of who who would put this out or who would feed this information, who's this going to help, who's feeding this info to try and gain something on their end. Like we've never had pure in the last so many years, it's really hard to find like pure intentions when you're getting stuff. Um, And so you're always left like spinning yourself in in a circle, trying to make heads of tails and, and it's extremely, extremely hard. Um, and especially for such a small market, you know what I mean? Like for a small marketplace, like, can you imagine if we were in a Boston or New York or like, I mean, I, I don't even know what. And it's, you know, the funny thing about that is I, I did an episode of, I did an episode of Be Conscious over the weekend, which is a politically based podcast I do on Patreon. And I was talking to um, my friend Kamara, who's really, uh, he's he's heavy into politics, particularly in the East Coast. and we were talking about Donald Trump. We were talking about the upcoming election and he used the term like uh, the world is, you know, what Donald does isn't really a big deal anymore because we have like scandal fatigue, like controversy fatigue. Like we're we're so used to some scandal being embroidered in Donald Trump that it doesn't, it's like, yeah, you know, scandals that would take down presidents of the past. Just another person. They just roll it. He's Teflon. Like, it's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Whether it's removing mailboxes, whether it's moving uh, sorting machines at post offices, whether it's voter suppression, whether it's, you know, racially insensitive remarks, whether it's sexually suggestive remarks. What Everyone just kind of is like, eh, I, I don't have any. Le- Dude has been impeached and he's on his way to being reelected. Like, I'm fatigued by it. I can use that same conversation with the Sacramento Kings. It's like, yeah dysfunction around the general manager positions like i'm too tired to be angry about it like i'm fatigued by the whole process yeah. like we're we're still dealing with luca you know what i mean we're dealing with another injury to marvin bagley we've got De'Aaron fox's contract coming up we don't know how that's going to work we all know luke walton is gone it's just a matter of when luke walton will not be the sacramento kings head coach in the 2021 22 season he won't be it's just Will he be it in the 2021 season? Right. So it's like, it's just being a Kings fan is legitimately exhausting. (laughs) It is. And I just say it like as the Kings turn, like it's a soap opera. I mean, it's, it's 
another day, another mm -hmm. crazy episode. Let's see what happens tomorrow. Another day, another crazy episode. Let's see yeah. what happens tomorrow. Yeah. I used, I used to, I used the theme. I use the what's happening theme. Anytime I, I think there's like clownish behavior. I don't know why what's happening always reminded me. I don't, this just sounds so, I don't know why. It always sounded just so clowny to me. So every time someone said something stupid on the podcast, I boom, fire the what's happening thing. I, I don't know why yeah. that, I don't know why that was, but it's something. Yeah. Always and was. so, yeah, to go back to how we were saying that every, it's, it's just dysfunctional stuff, which to me, in like you guys were talking about on the radio show today, um, the D'Lo and Casey and radio show on ESPN yes. 1320 on the radio.com yes. app, that one. Kenny had mentioned that he was thinking that um, Scott Perry essentially was, was the safe choice. And, <laughs> and, I, and I agree with that to an extent, even though when I said that, I had a bunch of replies of, look what he's done, you know, all the last year. But when I say he's a safe choice in the sense that he has the relationships, which the Kings love to have with people mm -hmm. they bring in, and yes, he brings that, that respectability factor that we don't have, but I'm also sick of being stuck with the safe choice and not necessarily the best choice because we have made so many mistakes in the past. And you have the, the issues between the minor, minority owners mm -hmm. and Vivek that you can see kind of sprinkled through Sam's Sam's article, if you, I think if you look close enough. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's who's, who's pushing Perry because he brought some respectable, you know, respectability factor. And, but, at, but at one point too, I, are you just circling the treads? Like if you get a fresh new face in here that has not had any association with any of the the issues that have been going on. I don't know how that would be any less of a necessarily safe or respectable route if they are already revered, you know, individuals in, in the positions they have now and around the league. Mm -hmm. I don't see how that would necessarily change because to me, any of the names that we've seen floated around, they're respected by agents, players, front right. offices, like, you're not losing anything in that aspect if you go with them over Perry. To me, it's it's a relationship, and and they credit him for the Fox, you know, the Fox pick, which Fox was. I don't know how you wouldn't have chosen Fox. In the first right, place, that was but people, right. But then people say the same thing about Luca. So I mean, it's, at, well, you know, true. so it's like it's a whole. So the line, the line in the athletic, which is well worth the the subscription. I, I think even during certain times you can get it for you know a couple cents a month. Yes. Um, but uh, the line from Sam Amick here, as pertains to Scott Perry, sources say there has been a swell of support both internally among some of the team's minority owners and externally for former Kings vice president of basketball operations and current New York Knicks general manager Scott Perry. So. And then he goes, and then they go on to to list uh, what Scott Perry was able to do while he was here, including securing the workout of De'Aaron Fox, which um, you know I don't I don't know how much that led to him being drafted or not. My argument because I I argued today on the radio, ESPN thirteen twenty twelve to to, to Casey. I argued that what else were you going to do? 
Like, but uh, although like, when Vladi first came in, there was some weird comment about he doesn't like drafting people that that he hasn't seen. Right. Yet. And so right. I guess maybe that would be the only fear. But I mean, we would have had a whole nother set of issues if he had not have taken, so, taken Fox for that. I know you said that you think Scott Perry is the safe pick of in terms of all of them, or or maybe the maybe a better way of phrasing it is the safest pick. If you're going for for current relationships, I guess. But I. What don't you like? Let's start there. What don't you like about issue with them? It's just to me, what has he proven over the other names in the last couple of years that make you think he would turn around a team that's at the bottom? To me, he's made a lot of the same issues Vladi has made the last couple of years when he was in New York. When New York was at the bottom and he tried to sign these names, which I get you're in New York and you, you try and sign the Durants and stuff. But when that didn't happen, he threw like $103 million at a bunch of power forwards. I, like I, it didn't make sense. And to me, Vladi had the same issue as you're spending all your cap money, but then you lose any kind of possible, as a team at the bottom, where to me, you leave some cap space open, it, it leaves you to be able to take some bad contracts with draft picks, things like that, where you can maybe work, um, work something. But I don't know if that was necessarily Scott or if it was above him because so, you have and, and, there and issues and, you know, so. But that's worth either. That's that's worth knowing because I'd argue there's one organization in the NBA worse than the Sacramento Kings and it's the New York Knicks. Yeah. And in my estimation, it's cool that Leon Rose is there. Leon Rose is very respected. It's cool. That worldwide West is there. He's got his, you know, he's he's he certainly has his relationships in the league. I argue though, and and I'll maintain this until I'm proven wrong. No matter who the general manager is, you are not going to be able to get a quality free agent to sign there. Meaning, you mentioned the KDs, you mentioned the Kyrie Irvings, whether it's ever LeBron James, whether it's Anthony Davis, uh, whether it's Zion Williamson, or whoever is next on this list, it's De'Aaron Fox. As long as James Dolan is the owner. It ain't happening. And I mean, yeah. That's I, not Scott's I, fault. That's not Scott's fault. Right. Yeah. However, with <laughs> all of that said, I still like the idea. I'd still would rather go with an assistant general manager who is on a well run team who could come in here and not only because we're looking at it from, well, we want the best players. We want a, a general manager who has relationships with agents and we want to be able to get guys in here for workouts and we want to be able to turn around this perception of, of what the Sacramento Kings have been looked at in the league. And I'd say, well, that has to start like inside. And I think you need uh, an individual to come in, whether they're coming, I, I mean, it would be awesome if it was from the Toronto Raptors or they're coming right. from Dallas or they're coming from the Los Angeles Clippers, or they're coming from uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks, yep. the Miami Heat, a well-run organization. There is no question who the coach is in Dallas. There is no question who the owner is. There is no question who makes the decisions in Dallas. There is no questions who makes the decision in Miami or in Toronto or in San Antonio or in any other of these, any other of these well-run organizations. We need an individual to come in, <laughs> we, because we're on the team. Right. <laughs> I would like an individual to come in as part of the Sacramento Kings organization and bring that with him. 
I think all the other stuff will follow because these guys, most, you know, if you're working in a front office, you know, to varying degrees, I believe you can evaluate talent and you're going to have people help you evaluate talent. And I think that's the other thing that wind up beating Vlade in the ass is that, and understandably so given the way his tenure started and given the way that it ended, he just put a bunch of people around him he could trust. And it's, it's hard to not understand that again, given how it started and given how it ended, but he needs people there who are great at the Ken Cantonella. Perfect example. Ken Cantonella is great at something. I don't want Ken Cantonella to be the general manager, but he's great at something. You need someone who is great at scouting. You need someone who is great at evaluating. You need those type of pieces around you. And then ultimately you've got the guy, you know, above all else to make the difficult decisions. So the other one I was going to, that I forgot to mention earlier that went through that consulting, um, that group was the, after Balmer took over the Clippers, they grabbed Lawrence Frank and he had said point blank, like, I need a blank check. You got to give me the blank check and, and let me do what I need to do. But he worked with that firm and that's exactly what they did where people say, oh my gosh, they've sent, spent so much money, they're staffed. But all of their assistants and their general manager, like you said, it's a piece to a puzzle that makes up, you know, every piece fills that puzzle. You have your cap guy, you have your analytical guy, you have the the scouting piece, the player development, the and it's and it has to all mesh to make that. There's not one guy that will necessarily check off any box. That's that's just unrealistic. And like I've kind of said this before, I think a lot of GMs are only as good as their assistants. I mean, if you don't have that underneath you, I don't think one one person's, you know, no matter your name, you're not going to be able to do it all. And like all those places you mentioned, they all have that. They have that complete building block unit of a free office. Yeah. Yeah. Of the front office is just, yeah. 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 And it's just, it's, it's so, and there's so much for the person who ultimately gets the job to come in and clean up. Because again, it's not just the roster. It's like the entire organization, which brings another question, you know, how much of, you know, I don't want to throw the word dysfunction around too much, but how much can the, 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 the different changeover and, and, you know, whether it's Pete Alessandro or Chris Malone or, or Mike Malone or, or, or George Carl or person A, B, C, D, E, F, G, how much of like all of this can fall onto the owner? Like how much of this falls onto Vivek Rondive's shoulders? Because in a business setting, you start at the top. And if there are issues within your organization, you've got to start. And if there are massive issues within your organization, you've got to start at the top. And the blame always has to fall on, it always has to fall on the owners. Right. And as we have seen um, in previous articles, even what was it last year that it came out that Vladi had to have a phone call with the ownership group to leave him alone and let him do his stuff. But we have seen where, you know, not even there, everyone has completely been on the same page and that doesn't make for a great working environment either. And, and you have to wonder through all of this that, you know, if a vet chooses somebody else or the, the consulting group chooses someone else, will the minority owners accept that? Cause as you've seen, they're already kind of floating, that Perry name or is it you know a blame game you know what 
And that was another weird line in the athletic article. Um, Sam said it could be, or Sam and Shams uh, together said, it could be a rare chance to unify Ron Adive with the minority ownership group that has been critical of his leadership for so many years now. And as a fan, to me, I don't really care. I just want a successful winning basketball team. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know what I mean? Like this, this is as a fan, mm-hmm. this is where, oh, okay, we'll make this higher so you can have kumbaya moment. Like, right. I mean, I get it because you do want cohesion up there, but it's frustrating again as a fan having to keep hearing this same thing over and over. Well, let's make a pick or, or you know, hire this person to try and kumbaya everybody. Like it's, it's never about, it's never about the best person. It's not, I mean, it's, it's, exa- yeah. Like you said before, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any new names over the course of the last few days that you've thought about that you've researched or uh, that you've read in these various articles that, that have you excited? Um, one I did think was interesting that, that Sam, Sam Amick put a couple in here. Um, and I thought it was interesting he put Langdon's name in there because, I mean, fans had been talking about that, but I, I didn't see if he would necessarily ever leave New Orleans. But to me, he, it would make sense to only leave if he was coming for a VP position, like if he was getting a promotion. Yeah. I don't know necessarily why else. But he also mentioned um, Sachin Gupta in there, which is interesting because that's the first time we had heard his name, and he actually has a VP position. Um, Minnesota. The uh, Minnesota, and it was his first year uh, last year. But in my other podcast that I was already doing, um, the Hoops and Wine one, I had actually just done a piece on him. And he's a MIT total uh, grad, analytical guy, has went and he's been under um, Maury, he's been under Hinky. He was actually one of the pieces of that infamous uh, Vladi uh, Sixers trade. And uh, yeah, that was a real doozy, finding out that he was on the other side of that one um, and that he should get a lot more credit than, than what's been made public. But he actually created the ESPN trade machine, which to me is crazy that that's what I was like. Vladi did not stand a chance against this guy. Like he, he is deserves. Not- a one-way private jet ticket to hell because that trade that trade machine has made everybody think that they have got this front office gig figured the f out and he has gone on he has said that but he had no idea that it was going to be like that and Mm -hmm. he's since apologized (laughs) but um, that just i mean and but underneath those two guys i just showed that he had that similar situation, like when I mentioned Dan Tolzman, how he just emailed Masai and was like, hey, here's, um, in media relations, here's some, you know, interesting players and trade ideas mm-hmm. that I'm just going to keep sending you, whether you think I'm qualified or not, you know, some random media relations guy sending me player ideas. Yeah. But he was that same kind of piece under Maury where he would just walk up to them and say, Hey, I think you should do this, or you might want to look at this number or this here. And they were like, wait, wait a second. (laughs) Like we might have something here, but he's just another young guy that I thought was interesting that that was mentioned. Um, but he's been around in the league. 
where that name had not been thrown out before. So that kind of raised some, some suspicions, like maybe where did that come from? Sure. Or, um, and especially because he does hold that VP title that would that be something coming? Cause I don't necessarily think that like we talked about before, he's that analytical numbers guy, but I don't think there's any kind of um, scouting or player development piece under with him where you would need that, that help elsewhere. I'm trying to think if there was any other new names. Um, Matt, well, keep, Matt keep, Lloyd's name came out from, from the magic. That's another one. Um, James Ham Ham mentioned he's been around the league between Chicago and, and Orlando since he was hired in like 94 and he's still pretty young. So he's kind of like another Adam Simon where he started really young um, after college and has just been able to stay in the league for, you know, 20 something odd years and, and adapt and his background is scouting. So that's another, and I do think that's what we're missing here is because like I've said before, I think our only way of kind of getting ourselves out of this hole if we stick with the roster we're at now because we don't have cap space is as a small market, you need to hit in the draft. And I think yeah. we're severely um, understaffed in that, in that, that option. Yeah. So I want to tell you who I, I have some thoughts on one of the names. He, he's, he's not a new name. He's been floated out there a lot. And then I want to tell you who my favorite is. But first, Jill, this is the moment where I've got to tell you about manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and use the promo code HOOPBALL20 to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. You can grab the new Lawnmower 3.0. That is the name of the device. It is a Lawnmower 3.0. They have uh, Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. So that means no more accidents. And, you know, you can do manscaping in the shower here with this too because it's water resistant and it's got a LED light to, well, guide the process if you will battery lasts 90 minutes it's a great little device and why pay full price for it when you get 20 percent off of your order plus free shipping all you got to do go to manscaped.com and use the promo code hoopball20 manscaped.com use the promo code hoopball20 that's the beauty of, of of being on this podcast together is we get to do manscaped reads that's 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 good stuff um trajan langdon that's the name I really, really like. And part of the reason I really like Trajan Langdon's name is because I really like David Griffin. I'm a huge believer in what Griff has done. I'm a huge believer in what Griff is about to do. I'm very, very anxious to see who they hire for that head coaching position because whatever he does, whether Trajan Langdon continues to be his um, – his, uh, assistant or whatever his uh, official title is he the general manager and david griffin is the the basketball ops okay so yeah he ain't gonna leave that job so but you know what but it makes me respect trent redden's name even more is because that was who griffin tried to bring over first Mm -hmm. before um and he turned it down because he said he had unfinished business in la yeah. But the fact that Griffin went after him first says a lot. It, sure. He's a Sacramento native. I mean, what what a narrative, right? You you hire a guy from I believe it was Sheldon High School 
Sacramento native to turn this thing around. I'm with it. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. His background is in player development and scouting. So, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it, it would be a flashy headline. I will, I will say that. It would be good. It's a good story. I don't know if it's a flashy yeah. headline. I don't know if any of these names are particularly flashy. The story is good. There you go. I don't know that these In names. In Sacramento it would be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how like flashy, like we're talking about a general manager, unless you're hiring a former player yeah. or unless you're hiring a, 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 a general manager with a championship pedigree like Dave Griffin had. He, had, he, had a, he has a championship pedigree. He was the you know, general manager for LeBron James-led team. LeBron James actually liked him and he was let go under kind of dubious circumstances from his previous general manager. So like he's a name that's garnered a lot of respect and he waited, like he waited, he waited, he waited for the right job. The Pelicans turned out to be the right job. He brought in Trajan Langdon. I can't imagine Trajan Langdon wanting to leave a team that is loaded with Zion Williamson, uh, Brandon right. Ingram and, and, and Lonzo Ball as well. But and another name, <laughs> and right, and a draft pick. The other name I've been thinking a lot about by the way, we're recording this. It's Wednesday, August 19th. You very well may be listening to us on the day of the draft lottery. It's just on to me that the draft lottery is on Thursday, oh. August 20th, which is wild to think about. The draft lottery is on Thursday, August 20th. Um, Brent Berry is a name that, that interests me a lot, too. Not necessarily interests me in terms of filling the position for the Sacramento Kings. It interests me in the sense of I'm eager to learn more about him in the sense that he was – arguably one of ESPN's, maybe ESPN's very best uh, color analyst. Certainly, certainly he was, he was up there. I mean, maybe he wasn't ESPN. Maybe he was uh, uh, NBA TV. Point is, he was very, very good. And then he transitioned to the San Antonio Spurs. That's, that organizational structure is what you would hope to aim for if you're a Kings fan. But again, I'm not oh. saying I want Brent Berry to be the next general manager of the Kings. I'm saying I'm in, I, I would like to learn more about his role and what well, he's Well, we know we'd never bring Tony Parker in here for that. Well, there's, there's that. <laughs> Sorry, there's I had that. to say. That's fine. No, that's, but yes. That's fine. Yes. I, honestly, any, anybody under the Spurs, I yeah. don't think – I mean, you can't go wrong. Their, their tree is everywhere but Sacramento. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we could, we could use we could use a, a leaf from San Antonio, and it doesn't feel like that process in San Antonio is coming to an end anytime soon. No, like even if even if Pop decides, oh, I'm good, I'm I'm moving on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna go be the house. We believe there is, of course, this is all an assumption on our part that the next head coach of the San Antonio Spurs is already on the roster, and I don't right. know if it's Tim Duncan, I don't know if that's something he even desires to do or if it's Becky Hammond, but I'm confident the coach is already on the team. As far as the general manager position, why bother leaving? <laughs> there's, there's no reason to leave. Just you, you get a chance to carry Greg Popovich's legacy over into the, you know, the next head coach. Right. And as long as Buford's there, he's having nothing but the best underneath him. I mean, right. you know, any, anyone that's underneath him, is there because they're very talented in what they do. And the, the, the Spurs should always be the model for, like, if you quizzed, I mean, you're listening to this, you're probably a basketball junkie when you start searching out podcasts of your favorite team to listen to. But the average basketball viewer, there's probably a handful of general managers they can name. People might throw names like Pat Riley in there. 
I doubt most people know. I think there's probably a small percentage of people who know R.C. Buford's name. That's the way it's actually supposed to be. The general manager is not supposed to be front and center. The general manager is supposed to be behind the scenes. I know Jerry Jones has made it popular to make the general manager very front and center. They're not. They're not supposed to be. So unless you're in a dual role, which I don't think exists in the NBA anymore, Doc Rivers did it. He no longer does it. Uh, Tom Thibodeau did it. He no longer does it. I don't think there's anyone in the league anymore, and I could, I could be missing someone obvious who has that dual role. And it's, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever like an actual GM title. It's like a different. It's like a player. Uh, I can't remember what Doc Rivers' exact title was, but I don't think it was the general manager. I think it was in charge of player something. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. Are there any more names you want to throw out there? Do you have any you want to say, say for the next episode? God knows what's going to happen. So my idea behind this is uh, I'm big on just saying stuff while we're recording, essentially live on yeah. air, and that's just kind of how I've always operated. I think it's really important to have a set time people can get their Jill ads fixed. So I think we're going to be able to drop these every Wednesday. Okay. God knows what's going to happen between now Wednesday. and next Wednesday. Correct. I will, I will say, though, like we had talked about all the names that are being mentioned, but I am so happy that my two favorite people are on there, and that's Adam Simon and Bobby Webster. I mean, again, I've always said they're probably unrealistic, but those are my, by far my two favorite names. And I would be ecstatic if, if we landed either one of those. And for those of people who don't know, Bobby Webster is the GM in Toronto and Adam Simon is the assistant GM with the Miami Heat. And he's been there for 25 years, literally started in the video room under Spolstra and has worked himself all the way up to the assistant GM and he is the, he creates the final draft board for the Miami heat and the Miami heat do not miss. Mm -hmm. it, that, that's but, the kind of guy I want. <laughs> but do you, do you hear what you just said? Adam Simon has been in the uh, Miami heat organization for 25 years. He was in the video room under Eric Spolster, who by the way, <laughs> is their head coach. Mm -hmm. When, if, when Pop retires, assuming nothing changes, and I can't, in, can't even remotely envision a scenario does, off the top of your head, okay, off the top of your head, Pop retires, is Eric Spolstra the longest tenured coach in the NBA? Yes. Right, right by, by far, right? Like, because I'm, I'm the only person who I can think might be close, and we are not looking this up. We're, we're literally just throwing this out there is Doc Rivers. Yeah, but I think Spolster hasn't... I think Spolster hasn't beat, too. Yeah. I will be shocked if it's not. I'm when I look this up, I will be shocked if it's I'm not. I'm scanning through every just division in my head as quickly as I possibly can to just hoping that we didn't miss, like, an obvious name, and, and now I'm going to just look at the teams really quick. Yep, yep, nope, nope. Uh... Yep, no, because it's not. Brad's probably Brad's probably getting close, but it's yeah, it's Spolstra. It's Spolstra. I'm looking. Chicago. Obviously, the bad teams are are changing. Billy Donovan's Spolstra's been there. Probably been there as many years as we've had coaches over this 14 year period. Uh, Quinn Schneider, how long is it? Rick Carlisle's probably up there too. Yeah. 
Oh, that's close. We need to look this up. We absolutely need to know. How, okay, your guess for Eric Spolstra, how long he has been in Miami. Oh, my God. Eric's, there's probably an easier way I could have done this. I think I just did this in the absolute most difficult way. Eric Spolstra became the head coach in 2008. I was going to say 14 years. 2008. Let's go Rick Carlisle next because he's got to be close. 2008. Really? Dallas Mavericks, 2008. Why does it feel like it was after that? Hmm. Was it Avery Johnson that they fired to hire Rick Carlisle? And yeah. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I was way off. Yeah. Doc, he was 2013. My bad. My bad. All you were right. just mixing Boston and his. I guess so. That must have yeah, probably because he wasn't he traded like he just like he was traded to the Clippers. I think so. Yeah, because the Bucks, the not Bucks, the Brooklyn thing happened, and yeah, okay. All right, we're sidetracked. I've been talking. We recorded this shortly after uh, the radio show, so I have been talking essentially for counting the pre-show meeting about five and a half hours straight. I am legitimately sick of hearing myself. That's why, that's why I'm so excited uh, that you've decided to join me here on this podcast. I'm so thankful, uh, judging by the analytics from the first episode. People are really, really, really excited to have you aboard. Not nearly as excited as I am. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with you on social media, what's your Twitter handle? It is at Jill Adge. At J-I-L-L-A-D-G-E. That is it. And we thank you so much for tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast on the Hoop Ball Podcast Network. We will see you here next Wednesday. Thank you.